0: Welcome to the Elite Life with Trisha and Kylie. This is where we'll teach you how to develop grit, give yourself grace, and succeed in real estate. So let's dive in.
1: Welcome, 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 friends, to another episode of The Elite Life. I'm Trish, and with me, as always, is Miss Kylie B. And- cheers. I had to cheers.
0: Cheers. You never let me, you're like, right. here, let me introduce you, and then I'm gonna just keep talking.
1: All right. <laughs> I was really excited to introduce our- I'm guests. so
0: amped for today's episode.
1: I could tell because you won't even let me talk. <laughs> Do you want to introduce us, Kylie? Uh, No. Okay. All right. So with us today is an absolutely amazing guest. She is a certified friend. Franchising executive, not French Fry, which was what was going to come out. <laughs> I mean, that sounds good too. I'm just saying. She's the development director of Wolfgang Bakery and Grooming. She's a certified 200 hour yoga teacher, a daily practicing yogi, level two Yusui, a dog mom, and my best friend and soul sister, Nicole Hughes. Where's our applause? Woo! Yay! Producer Dave will put it in. Say
2: hello, Nicole. <laughs> Hi, Hi! I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me. Yeah, we're pumped.
0: Yeah, I am yeah. also exhausted from that list you just read. Like, no pressure. Huge <laughs> shoes there. Big shoes you got there, Nicole. You do all the things. She does all the things. You
2: know what? Those are all just labels. And what that represents is that I am just a student for life. I, I like to learn things. I like to, to try new things and figure things out. So that's um, what that is. But I'm just me.
0: I'm super excited because I finally get to put a face with all the text messaging that we were doing there for a while. Like, we were all in the trough of sorrows, and Trisha just pulled us in and was like, All right, bees, here we go. All the venting, all the sorrow, we're putting it in the text messages and moving on. It's time for
1: 75 Hard. Yeah, let's get (laughs) over.
2: Get over. The power of technology. It's like, I feel like. I feel like I've been friends with you for so long that we've never actually met, but we've been doing life together, so it's just, I love it. It's so great.
1: I know, and I love it so much because it's like, even though you live far away, like I talk to you, I talk to you more than probably any human that lives in the same state as me, which is really funny. So um, just to give our listeners a little background, I met uh, Nicole it seems like a li- a whole other lifetime because it kind of was another lifetime. Um, but she lived here in Michigan, and we worked together at a residential real estate office in Livonia. Um, and we actually, we became best friends busting a move on the dance floor on her birthday. That was like <laughs> a monumental evening. I I brought her a bag of Shakeology and a Stephen Furtick uh, personal development book. Of and- course
0: you did. <laughs>
1: And it was all history from there. She's like, You are my people. And I'm like, You are my
2: people. I love right? those like, moments. Dancing personal development and shakes. Like, who doesn't become best friends over that? Did yeah. you guys do
0: did you guys go do karate in the garage
1: after that? We did fitness and bible studies and churching. And like I said, now we talk like every single day, even though we're separated by the entire US of A, and it's awesome. Yeah.
2: And, and I think we can probably upset some of the listeners um, by saying that we send audios that are well beyond five minutes.
0: Yes. Yes. And I call them audibles. The messages, the audio messages. Yes. I'm just getting hip to those because Sarah, who we, Sarah Emery, who we had on the show, she started sending them to me. And then I'm like, oh, this is how she likes to communicate. And I've started. I'm like, this is really efficient. Yeah. Yeah. I like
1: this a lot. It, it is. It is. <laughs> Unless it like shuts off on you, which happens and then and then Nicole sent me something like, well, there's five minutes that apparently you didn't need to listen to. <laughs> and then I'll do the exact same thing. And yeah. That's so awesome. That's awesome. Um, so
0: I want to get to know you a little better. I want our listeners to get to know you a little better. So uh, as we like to say, start at the beginning and end at the end and tell us your story. Who is Nicole? Where'd she come from? You know, why did why did you leave Trisha and move to Arizona? <laughs> <laughs> it's an important question that they want to know. <laughs> okay, you could tell Trisha wrote this episode, all right? She's concerned. Oh
2: my gosh, yeah. How could you leave Trish? Um, okay, so gosh, who is Nicole, right? That this is always my favorite question when people ask that. Um, and honestly, like I think the question is like, who is Nicole today, right? Because I'm constantly evolving, that's constantly changing. Um, But what's not changing is that, you know, honestly, I'm just, I'm a human on this floating rock, just like you. Just trying to find my way to be like my highest and best self. So just always trying to stay in alignment with what I'm supposed to be doing, how I'm supposed to be showing up and serving. So, um, you know, what's my story, gosh, there's so much to tell, but I think for for today, I'll kind of just focus on the fact that, you know, so I grew up in Michigan, um, Southeast Michigan, you know, near where I met Trish. And, you know, it's kind of a funny thing because I was one of those people that like I was happy, right? Like I had a, I had a wonderful family, had a great life, like lived in a good community, um, you know, there was nothing like absolutely terrible, but like I always had this, um, this feeling inside like of like I needed to figure out what my purpose was and like there was more. Yeah. yeah. Um. But what is interesting is that uh, me as a person, like I think I kind of battled this fear of actually um, like actualizing that. Right. And so I kind of I think I kind of lived a life of um, taking the easy route. And kind of not stepping into my power. And so I chose a lot of paths and things that weren't like, weren't necessarily in alignment. So now granted, I will say, like, I think all of these things were very important. Um, And they play, uh, they play a very important role in where I'm at now. So that said, um. Why did I leave
0: Trisha? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know I lived in I lived in Phoenix, Arizona for about two and a half, three years. So I know why you left because it's warm, <laughs> because you? it's yeah. sunny, because um, yeah. you know there's no snow. There are several reasons.
1: Are you saying that yeah. the sunshine is more important than me?
0: <laughs> I mean, you do make your own you sunshine are. in a way. You
2: are our sunshine. <laughs> you
0: are my sunshine for sure. However, oh. you cannot make a ninety eight degree day feel like an eighty two degree day in Arizona can, so I'm it's just saying. true.
1: Even my lake house doesn't make me feel better in the snow because I can't get in the lake <laughs> yeah
2: no, you're you're one hundred percent right. So I definitely one of the deciding factors of moving from Michigan you know over to Arizona definitely had to do with the climate, had to do with, you know a desire to be outside and be active. but um, you know, my, my experience and my reasonings, I know that, um, are not unique to me. And I know that there are a lot of people that have had some really challenging times in their life, um, have had some experiences that have really forced them to kind of take a look at where they're at, what they're doing and decide to make a move. Um, my particular story, um, is, you know, it's one that I, i I preface with, I tell people all the time, like I wouldn't change it for the world. It was painful. It was scary, um, but it made me who I am, and it, and it brought me here, right? Like sometimes I personally think that the universe will give you opportunities to make adjustments, to get into alignment, to make changes, and then if you don't, um, it'll go ahead and help course correct for you. So um, kind of the major thing that made me move to Arizona is actually, so I went through, um, I, I was married in my 20s. Um, I ended up getting divorced when I was 30. Um, after that, um, which was, you know, it's a, if for anybody that has actually been through that, um, and, you know, bless your hearts. Um, it can be regardless of what happened, what the breakdown was, who, you know, initiated, if it was mutual, it is an emotional, incredibly emotional experience, right? Um, for me, what I have now discovered happened is I actually started to disassociate from myself to get through that because it was so difficult and challenging and emotional. And I'm an empath. I'm in a very, I, I have from the day that I was born, I feel everything. Mm. I feel your energy. I feel my energy. I, you know, it's just, it's, it's a bit overwhelming. And so, um, so I started to disassociate and kind of disconnect from myself through that process. And what happens when we're doing that is we are not actually working through the emotions, the grief, like, you know, how you should in a healthy way be dealing with things I was not. Mm. Um, So basically what that did was um, on top of some other unfortunate circumstances or fortunate, however you want to look at it, challenging circumstances that I had in my life that I also didn't properly deal with, my body, my energetic body, my nervous system was basically primed. Um, and, and all it needed was something to just send it over the edge. And I was given that. So, um, at the end of the year in 2016, when I got divorced, I decided to sell my home and I wanted to move closer to my job in Livonia. So, um, (laughs) I move, I move into an apartment. Um, I'm very excited. You know, I don't have a house to take care of anymore. The big yard, all the responsibilities. I have a dog. Her name is Bailey. Um, I wanted to be able to spend more time with her and whatnot. So we move, get this great apartment, or so we think. And after a couple months, and Trish, you'll probably remember this because you really watched the decline. We were very close at this time. Um, I started having some very interesting health symptoms. Um, what started off as kind of like sinus, allergy. I was like, oh, this is weird. I started like, I, I hadn't taken medication before, but I started taking allergy pills. And I'm like, what is going on? Then I started developing headaches. Um, And then the sinus issues, it was like every single day I was waking up and I'm like, this is just, this is odd. This is really strange. Um, And then I started getting sick. Like I caught every cold, every flu. Um, So I started going to the doctor, right? And pretty much at this time, it's like every month I'm popping in there, like with a new symptom, with unresolved symptoms. Um, And a couple months into 2017, I started having this actual, like where my face was swelling up. My, oh my eyes were gosh. swelling up. It kind of looked like, have you, if you've seen, you know, Rocky Balboa, like what after, <laughs> after a fight when he's got like the big puffy face. Yeah. I'm, I would wake up like that in the morning. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So I ended up getting really sick. They're doing all this testing. They're, they're testing for pneumonia. They can't, they can't find anything conclusive, but like, they're like more visibly, you're not well. Right. Um, This starts progressing to the point where literally, actually, I am almost bedridden. Like I am, I'm feeling like fibromyalgia symptoms. I am so fatigued. I have brain fog to the point that just like simple thoughts that we take for granted every day, my brain could not compute. So um, I'm so, so grateful though. I had this wonderful MD and after like, (laughs) month 10, I know that's a while, but like in the grand scheme of things, not, um, at month 10, I went in and she was like, hold on. We like, something is going on here because you are, you're still sick. You have new symptoms. You know, we have to, we have to get to the bottom. there's something bigger here. And so she pulls up my records and this day, I'll never forget because you have to understand that at this point, after 10 months of going through this and it's just getting worse and worse my quality of life is like I'm struggling I'm trying to work from home like still keep my job I'm single now right this is on the heels of a divorce right trying to take care of my dog and I'm basically army crawling out of bed right so and she goes through my notes and everything and then she looks at me and she's like tell me about the environment that you're living in and I'm like mm. I live in an apartment now and she's like no no, no like have you noticed like any mildew, musty smells, things like that? I'm like, um, and I'm like, well, yeah, actually, like recently I kind of did. Um, but my nose is usually like stuffed up and stuff. She's like, I want you to ask anyone that's come over also, like, you know, whatever. So she's like, go home. And I also want you to go around your apartment. I want you to look, I'm, I'm concerned there might be mold. Sure. Now I know nothing about this. I've never heard of like, I don't know how bad mold could be. Never experienced any of this. I go back. I do a search. I go into the spare bedroom of my apartment and there's a closet where the um, hot water tank is. (gasps) I open up that door. I don't ever go in there. Black mold. Everywhere? Everywhere. Oh my God. So, (laughs) yeah, so this basically unravels into like my apartment is full of mold Um, kind of funny because the gentleman that lived above me, everything was great at the apartment except for this man coughed like crazy all the time. Now we know why. I may have saved his life too. So yeah, that's, it's a really long experience, but basically it was like my decline of health. Then I end up like going down this rabbit hole of understanding the exposure of mold. Well, so what, what, what I come to find out is I actually have this gene, which um, it it got activated by the stress of the divorce and the other things. And then with the exposure to the mold, like basically it's this, um, it's this gene that my body does not recognize toxins as toxins. So while the two of you may have been in that apartment and you might've been like slightly bothered by it. It literally, when it came into my body, just continued to circulate because my liver couldn't flush it out it, mm. because it, it doesn't recognize that it needs to go. Ah. So. That's
1: crazy. <laughs> I, when she was going through it, like, I, you know, we'd meet at church and her face would be super puffy. Because when you were going through your list, I'm like, don't forget the puffy face. Because that's what was so prevalent. Like, because you could see it when you would see her. And when she goes, yeah, it's my invite. And I'm like, this is like an episode of Dr. House. Yeah. <laughs> like, and,
0: and I mean, just another super important reason to point out, like, why when you're going to a showing, you need to, like, get a flashlight open up I mean when my clients look at stuff I I'm opening things like I don't go in the attic but I'm like what's in this closet what's behind here like and just looking for all of that because could you imagine like I mean not like that you would know but like how bad would you feel if like she had bought that house from you come to find out it's like full of mold and stuff but that's the difference between a rental and a home purchase you're having the home inspection a home inspection yeah that's what it comes down that to is to. Yeah. I'm inspection. so thankful to God that you fit and I'm sure you felt like super relieved to be like, all right, at least we know what's going on. I can start, you know, figuring out how to
1: start healing. Yeah. 10 months is a long time.
2: I mean, it's a long time. And I want to add to your point about, you know, because in real estate, this is incredibly important And like, I'm out of residential now. I work in commercial and I'm basically like a walking detector for it. You will not always see it. The home inspections are great. I also recommend getting a secondary inspection for mold um just to check for it because it's 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 a big deal um and and again like i said like you won't always see it you know i walked into looking at a space for the last company that i was working at and walked through the door and within five seconds i was like there's a moisture issue here and they went and they actually ended up finding it and i was like i just my body can actually detect it though so it's like a superpower that could be my career
1: it is a superpower. And since you kind of like shifted gears into that. So, you know, when you worked with me, we were on residential. I remember when you left, you went to event planning. So tell me, yeah, she was like, it's my dream job. I'm going to like plan events and weddings and stuff like that. And I was that's, like, that is so cool. That's and fun. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and now you're in franchising. So talk about that. Like what yeah, is what franchising is that? development? Tell us a little bit about your your space there.
2: Yeah. Okay. So, so this is actually really funny. Um, Funny in the sense that like the way that the world works and how, you know, a lot of times, like if you, if you pay attention and you're mindful, you'll see how things get brought back to you. Like the universe brings things back to you. Um, So when I was, when I was younger, my aunt and uncle actually were franchisees. So they um, worked for a quick service. So it was funny when you started to say French fry, I'm like, actually, you're not far off. Because because, um, they had Checkers restaurants. And so when I was, oh my gosh, I think I was 12, um, I was helping them at their stores. And so Checkers is kind of like rallies for anyone that's not familiar with that constant. And they have two drive-throughs. Um, And what they they call one the high side, one the low side. And so like, by the time I'm 13, I'm working the high side, which is the busy side that most people go to. Um, I'm there just like, thank you for choosing checkers. You know, would you like to try it? It's, it was so much fun. And I loved watching, you know, it was like, that was something that, um, you know, in his 30s, my uncle had decided to do. And so he and my aunt like built this business, but it was I didn't know what franchising was, but I watched how, you know, they were explaining like, oh, we get this business and they tell us, you know, the branding and this and that, but then we're responsible for running it. And so that was like my, you know, my coming up in the industry. I did that every summer. I I was always so excited to go and like help them out and, you know, be a part of that, like serving the customers and everything. Um then actually as I was when I was in college I went there in the summers and I was basically helping them with their marketing and working in the back office and kind of learning some of the things that they do there. Um so franchising is basically essentially it's like this contractual agreement like you have the the licensor and the licensee and so a company will say here you can buy in and pay for our branding, our methods you know, the support, the goods and services. So it's like under that name. Um, and then you then as the franchisee get to, you know, it's like it's like this entrepreneurship where you get to like buy in, but you get to buy into this whole network of resources. So you don't necessarily have to figure everything out yourself. Which I love. We've talked about this, Trish, you, yeah. you know, we've talked about this before, like we, none of us should have to do it all right that's what yeah. makes the world like round. so it's
0: like a business starter pack
2: plug and play
0: yes. yes
2: yes exactly so it's I I just fell in love with this concept um you know I for me I just think it's so amazing that you can walk in and you get all of this support and you still get to, to make your dream come true and like own your business serve your communities. Um, but you get help and like really great help. So, um, so yeah, so I had that background with checkers and then I tried a few other things, you know, did the real estate, um, got into the residential and then I ended up working for a, um, pet retail franchise. And that actually was where I started back in 2016. Um, and I just, it was, it was incredible. Absolutely incredible. I had an amazing boss and mentor who encouraged me to get involved with the International Franchise Association. So um, I had actually got my CFE, my um, certification. And I was, I mean, I was so excited. I got it done in like 11 months. I went to like every course, every meetup, every, you know, everything that you had to do. Cause I just was like, this is amazing. And it also the roles that i got into in franchising is i've just come to discover that i am the kind of personality that like i am very much project manager mindset i um because i love to help people right like i love to serve i love to to help people like make their dream come true um, but i also love a process like i love taking something from point a to point b and figuring out all the pieces in between, right? Mm-hmm. Like the timing, like that was event planning. I'm like, "Yeah, awesome. Okay, we're going to do this. Here's all the things that have to happen to make this a reality." Yeah. Um, that's just that's what like I get excited about and I love it too cuz I can apply it in so many different ways in my life. So, I'm like, I'm thankful that I've that like that's my skill, that's my gift that I was given. Um, and then I have some refinement in a lot of <coughs> other areas, so <laughs>
1: But you can see that you love it. Like your your, your face, face is glowing. Yeah, you like lit up. Like your body language is everything. Like it's like when I talk about real estate, I'm like, Yeah,
2: like yeah exactly. The same thing. You're yeah. like, this pumps me. You ah. guys are
0: definitely soul sisters for sure.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I just, you know, for me, it's also um I personally, when I'm choosing which organization I want to work with, like I am very much a passion person. So as we're talking about like our passions in life and and for me that can kind of change so you know i worked in the pet space and then i went into the wellness sector um, of franchising i'm now back in the pet space which i love um anybody that knows me like i just absolutely love animals especially dogs so you know the brand that i'm with now is just right up my alley yeah. i'm the girl that you know at any event if there's a dog I will say hello to them first before I greet the humans, so. And I will not apologize for that.
1: (laughs) Dog moms unite. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, yeah,
2: yeah.
1: All right, friends, so this is a perfect spot for us to take a very quick break, but do not touch that dial because we will be back with so much more greatness and resources and tips and inspiration and fun. See you soon.
3: Do you know more than 80% of real estate agents fail and quit in their first year of business? MyStarsAcademy.com has set out to solve this problem by providing a convenient, expert-based training and coaching program for both agents and brokers. The Agent Accelerator program teaches agents everything they need to know to level up their business, have a constant flow of free leads, convert those leads into clients, and take those clients to the closing table and keep them coming back for more as repeat business our industry experts have years of proven success in the business and are here to share that gold through one-on-one coaching this will help you achieve more structure and work-life balance we will map you a plan you can follow which will guide you through the steps to scale and grow in both your business and personal life don't be a statistic visit mystarsacademy.com and enroll today so you can get the success you deserve
1: Welcome back, friends. We are so excited to have you and our friend, Nicole, here. She's sharing with us all kinds of greatness. We were just chatting about um, her career path and franchising and development. And since you are my BFF in Solstice, I also know that you do some rocking in the construction space, um, which I love. You are a total bad. I, we can't say a bad word or else we'll get the other rating. but we'll leave it at that. Um, tell us, has it been challenging working in
2: construction being a female? You know what um, I certainly I will say I've had you know well construction itself is is a beast and is challenging. Um, and I've certainly had um, some challenging moments um, being a female in construction it is it is definitely. Um, kind of infiltrated with with males. Um, But I've been incredibly fortunate, I feel like to have some incredible mentors along the way. Um, And and honestly, I'm not sure what to attribute that to if it's just, you know, my approach. Um, You know, I've really come into it and just kind of like I've embraced it. And I'm like, how can I help? Like, what can I do? I want to learn. I, you know, I'm always trying like process improvement. Um, and then I just treat humans as humans, right? Like I meet people where they're at. Um, and so I've been really, really lucky to have a lot of, um, a lot of male mentors in the space that have really uh, taken me under their wing and just, you know, taught me so much and helped me to grow and encouraged me to, you know, grow in the industry. Um, and I actually just recently, I'm glad that you asked about this. I just recently aligned with an initiative. It's an Arizona based initiative called girls can build. Um, I found out about this through, you know, one of my acquaintances, someone that I met through vendor relationships and, um, it's actually, so the construction company that started this is a, uh, female led company. The principal is a female and so ultimately what this initiative is, is just to help, um, you know, support projects and um, inspire girls and women to get into the industry, um, you know, especially with like the labor shortages that we have now, I think that we've got this, I think we've got this tremendous opportunity to bring visibility to, you know, not only just, not only just like engineering and design and construction, but real estate as well. You know, like we've, we we got to let them know that there are opportunities for them in these fields and educate them on it. So that's been a really fun thing to get involved in. Um, and I'm, I'm really excited about that. And, you know, I personally came from a family where, you know, the females in my family did, my aunt had, she had the tool set, right? Like I learned a lot from her where she was like, this is how you hang pictures. This is she would build things all of the time. And I'm like, wow, that's amazing where that's not necessarily, you know, the experience that we have traditionally, Um, you know, typically there's other skill sets that we are kind of directed to focus on. So
1: um. I love that when you told me about that I was so excited because just like you like I was one of those girls where like I I had dump trucks and tonka trunks in my in my sandbox and <laughs> I drove tractors around a farm and I learned to blacksmith <laughs> and build with my grandpa so when you were like I'm doing this with young girls I'm like yes like let's keep like pulling them up and telling them like you know it's it's not just one of those cliche things you can be anything you want to be like you yeah. really can't. And like when I was um, reading, -reading, rereading, I read it a couple times, your article in Blueprint Magazine, like I loved seeing the photos of you, like you got the, you got the blueprints out, you got your hard hat on, like you're in there, you're like boots on the ground, like here I am. And I love it too, because as females, like we bring a new outlook, we bring a lot to the table, right? So we can think differently about the architecture, we think differently about how things fit in different spaces, how and things function, we yeah. use things differently. Absolutely, and they talked about that um, in the article too. How you came in and you looked, and it ended up being like a little three dollar hook that made all the difference. And I'll kind of like let you tell a little bit about that story because I thought it was so cute. If you want to talk a little bit about the article and some of that those pieces and um, treating people as people and not just part of the transaction, like I think females bring a lot of empathy and pieces that are very important that might be missing
0: well not me and you we're stuffers but she's (laughs) our friend Nicole is an empath so she brings all that
1: for
2: us (sighs) yes yes I help balance that out um first of all I appreciate you reading that article and that was a um you know that article was kind of a big deal for me too because they approached me about it and I was like oh no like there's no, I don't, there's no story here. And actually it was a gentleman and he was like, I, I appreciate you being humble, um, but I respectfully disagree. Like there is, this is really important. Like you are a woman in construction and that's what we're focused on. And like, I, we want to talk to you about it. And so um, I kind of stepped out of my fear of sharing my voice and, um, And we all, like, that's what I love this. Like, honestly, when you invited me to be on here today, I'm like, this is what, this is so great. And I have to say yes, because this is what we need is to be having these conversations and for each of us to be sharing our unique experiences. Like, this is why, you know, we have podcasts and we have different yoga teachers and we have, you know, because all of our different experiences, our voices are going to land for someone. Someone is going to connect with this message, there's going to be a seed planted, there's You know, so you're going to hear something that maybe you heard before, but the way that this person communicates it lands with you. So anyways, um, so in this article, yeah, thank you so much for reading it. Um, I really talked about, you know, when, when I went into these spaces, you know, it was really important for me to actually go to our locations and to talk with our team members that are actually working in these spaces, right? Because it's one thing to conceptualize and design something. You know, from eleven thousand feet. Um, but when you're the person that is actually needing and requiring the functionality within there, like it's it's a different it's a different thing. And so I went and I visited and I'm having conversations with them because this is their workspace that they're spending eight to ten hours a day in. Right. And you know, it's it was so funny because you know we have these hundred to two hundred thousand dollar projects that we're working on, and we're doing you know updated cabinetry and countertops and like all of these beautiful things. But what it ended up coming down to that mattered most was a bolster hook for them to hang. So a bolster goes under the knees for massages um, or facials. And it was like the placement of the bolster hook, $3 bolster hook, right? And I just remember at one of the, I told the story about it in the article because I was there at construction turnover and we're getting everything set up and I am laughing. Because all of these therapists are, like, coming to me, and I'm like, what's your favorite part? And they're like, the bolster hook. Just-
1: <laughs> Three <laughs> bucks, friends. She so made their like day with a $3 tool. <laughs> for them to hang the thing on. It's the little things that make such a big difference, right? I mean, it like, is. Think about yeah. how much even just, like, time it saves in their day of, like, where do I put this? Where do I put this? Where do I put this? Now you have a spot. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yep. Yeah, so... I love that I'm so all much. about it. I'm all about functionality and finding what feels good and and you know what you need in your day to to do your best work, right? Like we're all just trying to figure out at the, at the end of the day we're like what do I need to do my best work? What do I need to show up and be the best version of myself? And it might be a hook. Like I don't know.
1: <laughs> I, I love
0: that. I love it, too. I love it so much. I like
1: write that down. Keep that for on sound bite.
0: <laughs> well, I'm just like, I'm just thinking of little things. So like with my laptop, the way our office is, the way my office is set up in the corner of our bedroom, to plug and unplug it, I got to get, I got to drop it behind. You got to get down there. And I told Ryan the other day, I was like, I'm just going to buy another, another charger for my laptop because I want one in my bag. I want to be able to unplug my laptop and just go. Yeah. And like it's little you are totally right. It is it is sometimes some of the smallest things that make the biggest difference. And I love that you, Nicole, have the care and the the compassion and the perspective enough to be like, I'm not living here. Let's talk to the people who are gonna be living here. What would make this the best space for you? I love it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Life, and then
2: it- life is hard hard enough, right? Like we have so many challenges. So any opportunity to kind of alleviate those moments of friction. Like, it just – it really – because it compounds. So you're absolutely right. Like, buying the charger. Like, those little things because each day that piles up, that adds up. So just eliminate that. Yeah, I
1: love that. And I love – in the article you spoke uh, about yoga and, like, how that serves your your work life and, you know, helps you to stay balanced. So um, I mentioned that in the beginning, too, and I just kind of wanted to touch on that because I know it's a big part of your life, and a lot of our listeners are probably, like – they either do it or they don't, or they don't know anything about it. So, um, can you just kind of touch a little bit about, on like, how you got into it, how you apply the principle, what you love about it, what you love about it, why people should everything. do
2: everything. <laughs> everything. Yeah. Okay. If I don't already seem excited about what I'm talking about, then buckle up because yoga.
0: <laughs> buckle up. She's coming um, in hot.
2: Buckle up, baby. Um, yoga. Mm, the gift that keeps giving. Um. I'm going to go ahead and make a bold statement. Yoga saved my life um, and continues to save my life. So um, I'm going to also go ahead and tell you, I'm going to be completely honest. So when I lived back in Michigan um, and for anybody that, you know, gosh, what, 10 years ago lived in the Midwest, you, there's a pretty good chance you never saw a yoga studio in your town. Um, Midwest, east coast i feel like a little slow to to pick up the concepts and everything but m- my perspective and i i i laugh about this and it's absolutely terrible but like when i first heard about yoga um i pictured and no offense to any, i i have many friends in california but i first pictured like california and it was like very woo woo and i but i didn't understand it right like let's just be clear i had no understanding of what yoga was and so i was like i'm i have no interest in yoga i'm gonna go do kickboxing and krav maga and and be a bad (laughs) right um had it all wrong had it all wrong so i was actually um introduced to yoga in 2011 um and it was i finally succumbed to the pressure of going because i had actually started having panic attacks and so I won't go into a diatribe about this. You've already heard a lot of my stories, but again, panic attacks are, you know, not moving the energy in our bodies, unresolved things and whatnot. And so I was really struggling with that and uh, someone suggested yoga. And so I went and the very first class that I went to, I, (laughs) it was incredible. I was like, holy, wow, this is not what I thought it was at all. Not only like, so by the way, I went to a yoga class that was all about asanas and asanas are the movements. So like it was vinyasa flow. So you're doing, you know, a series of movements, moving your body up, down, all around. And then you reach this moment of savasana, which is corpse pose where you relax at the end. Like that is like the goal to get to. And you let your ego go and you just lay there. And I fell asleep. I fell asleep. Like, I don't do that. I don't sleep in public places. I was, it had, it had done something to me on a cellular level that when I got done and I laid there, like, I felt so calm and safe. And I just was like, Ooh, so that was my first experience with it. Since then, I have certainly learned there are so many different, you know, modalities and methods. I currently now practice Kundalini, uh, Vinyasa. I studied Himalayan Kriya. Uh, Kriya is basically, like, repetitive movements of, like, hand gestures, movements, breath. Um, and and ultimately, it's all just for us to, like, achieve our highest self. So yoga, though, it's interesting because I remember um, one of the classes that I went to, I, I really got back heavy into to yoga after my illness, um, the mold exposure. And I remember one of the teachers saying, you know, basically like we came to the mat and she's like forget about everything outside of this room like the hard work is done by the way you're here you're on your mat um and she's like and I want you to just know that what we practice here on the mat is what you're then going to take out into the world this is like that I was listening I was like wait what and like now I understand it because Yoga is a practice, yoga is a discipline. You are going to find yourself in postures that feel uncomfortable, that make you angry. And you just, it, it is like this, it's such a life lesson. Like it's just the most beautiful thing. I, I can't even like, I get tongue tied because I just love it so much. And I'm like, just go do it. Like, please just go do it. Find the one that works for you. But you know, you are faced with the choice to react to the feelings that you're feeling, because you're gonna feel some things, or respond. And it's also this lesson in like, I love a vinyasa flow because I have really come to this belief in my life of like, we have to be in the flow. And I think that there's this misconception that like, go with the flow means not doing anything, and and that's a misconception. Being in the flow and going with the flow still requires you to take action. If you're in a yoga class and you're doing a flow, it's movement after movement. It's, you know, downward facing dog. It's upward facing dog. It's putting your arms out. It's bringing them down. It's holding them. It's breathing. It's not forgetting to breathe. Inhale, exhale. Like you are, you're still moving forward and you're allowing things to to come up, but you're choosing to move past it, right? You're choosing your response. You're choosing to stay in the discomfort, knowing that it's temporary and you're going to get through it. And it's like, And at the end of every class, like I know, and Trish, you've talked to me before a yoga class and you've talked to me after a yoga class. And it's like, after is the Nicole that I always want to be, right? Like just, it's, you clear things, you feel rejuvenated and you're just really kind of, um, it's like, it's that discipline, right? And it's the choices that you make within there. So um, that definitely, I know that's like a lot, you guys are probably like, holy smokes, but I take all of those principles um, and, and I apply them in my in my daily life. Like I have to have that same vigor, that same discipline, that same choosing to respond and not react and staying in all the uncomfortable, you know, things that come up. Like it's, uh, there's a lot of discomfort, especially in, you know, in the industry that I'm in. In real estate, for sure, it gets yeah. stressful. It feels like, oh my gosh, I don't think I can do this, but you can we all
1: can do it. I love that. I was, like, sitting here, like, can I can I fly over there and do yoga right now? I'm just, yeah, like, I'm, like, like yes. Oh I mean, I wrote, look, I wrote, like, notes yeah, and Kylie's stuff. Yeah, Kylie's got, like, pages of notes, which I've never seen her do before. So I just want to let Truly. you know you're, like, moving her to, like, actually, like, writing and circling notes. Um, so that is amazing. And you love- have unpacked so much greatness, Um. Because I know you and I know like you are just so amazingly organized in your life and your business, would you share some of the tools that you use to be able to do all the things in life and business and stay organized and stay the amazing human you are? Because most of us are disorganized messes. So all the tools and resources we can get are helpful. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I I feel like you like with the you know, barrage the list that Trish read off at the beginning, you know, just introducing you like you have a lot of buckets to fill. And I feel that same way. And I'm always open for any tips that we could possibly do to keep our poop in a group. <laughs>
2: um, absolutely. So I am. So here, here's the first thing that I want to say is um, I'm going to share what works for me right now. Um, but we are, as humans, are constantly evolving. So I just want to remind everybody that, like, you just find what works for you and understand, like, don't have an attachment to those things because we're evolving and we're changing all of the time. And so, like, what I do right now may not work for me in six months, right? Um, some things I've been doing my whole life. Um, so it just, it, it's, it's, it's a constant evolution, and you have to figure out what works for you. Um, I'm kind of funny right now in the sense that like we live in the digital age. Right. And a lot of what I do for work is remote. It's on the computer. Um, I do keep all of my like major meetings and places I need to be on my calendar on my phone, but I'm still very old school. I have found there's so much power for me in putting pen to paper. And so, Yeah. There just is something there for me. Um, I encourage you, if you're not currently do it, try it like with everything, like, please just try things, try them out. If even if you're feeling like resistance, actually lean into those more, I'd love for you to lean into the things that feel uncomfortable. And so I kind of do a hybrid. And so I buy every year I get this planner and I absolutely, I've, I've done a couple different ones, but I absolutely love the one that I have now. And so number one, if you know anything about me, I sit down every year, my birthday is November 26th. And so that is when I start my time of reflection on each year. And so I reflect on what I've accomplished. Um, and then I start to, to think about the next year. And let me just preface this with like, I don't have any issues with resolutions. I call them intentions, um, goals and intentions, but um, I, have, I have to have things that I am working towards um, that are going to help me be my best self, right? And I know that kind of, that that can be cliche too. Um, but I do believe in our highest and best. Um, kind of like in real estate, highest and best. I love it. Yes. Um, <laughs> so I use this planner um, and it is really, I'm a checklist girl. I don't know about the two of you, but like there's something so satisfying about saying I'm going to do X, Y, and Z today I and mean, then check that box off.
0: Ooh, mm-hmm. it's magical. It's mm-hmm. so delicious.
2: But let me ask you. If you do something extra, do you add it on there and then check it off? Hell yeah,
0: I do. Hell yeah, I do. Cause I did that thing. I might not have done the other thing that was on the list, but I did that thing. I did do that thing.
2: Yeah. So, so I use this planner, and not only do I do like the major, and you do something similar to this. That, I, and I don't know. I, I want you to talk about it. Um, but I basically do this like download of okay, like. What would be awesome to do this year? Like, what do I think is going to get me where I want to get? And I'm just messy. I'm just messy about it. All the things, it's all over the place. I'm doodling, I'm drawing, I'm arrows this way and that way. And then I take that and I start to like actually organize it into smaller pieces of like bite sized pieces of how I can accomplish this. In January, I want to do this. And then, you know, maybe in January, I'm doing one piece of a bigger piece of the puzzle, right? Like if my goal is to relearn Spanish, because I've been saying that for years, I took two years of Spanish and then, you know, you don't use it and you lose it. So maybe it's like, you know, setting little goals of three days a week. I want to do 15 minutes of listening to, you know, Spanish, like doing a, a program or an app. So, and for me having every day, like if you saw my planner, it's great. Like I have my 4:45 AM, I wake up, I do tapping. I don't know if you guys know about tapping, but... Uh. I have
0: recently heard about this. And when I was um, scrolling through reels, I'm like, this looks like crazy people things. This is, looks like something that someone who sits in the corner at an asylum does to themselves. And you know what I realize When I am under a lot of pressure and I am feeling really stressed, I'm constantly tapping... Like I will pace my house and I will tap my forehead as I'm like, all right, what needs to be done next? What's your priority? You're in crisis mode because all this crap fell apart today. So your schedule is on fire. What are the next three most important things that have to be done?
1: I've seen you tapping before. She's- before I heard about, so I heard about tapping on another um, podcast recently. One day when I was doing my lashes, when I always call you, um, <laughs> and it was funny because it made me realize like, since I was a child, I have done it with my fingers, with my thumb and my set tapping them Together. Yeah, like when I'm in a high anxiety space or a very crowded place, I used to have a lot of like panic attacks when I got in crowds. Yeah. And I used to have a lot a lot of anxiety. And that was how I used to do since I've learned to control my anxiety and I don't really have panic attacks. So I don't do it anymore but it reminded me of how I had always done it all that time yeah and it was just something I did
2: so I love that both of you are sharing these things these are ancient things that they date back to we just automatically do them because we are energetic bodies and so Trish like you doing things with your fingers those are mudras and we have so in kundalini we have specific mudras that we use different placements of like our fingers you know If we're doing things for ego, like it's so funny, it's and it's it dates back a long time. And I just love Kylie that you like are doing the tapping, but it is a the woo woo stuff works. The woo woo works, but like these are the things that will help you to break through what you need to break through. So- yeah, oh. absolutely. That's a
0: bumper sticker, an Elite Life bumper sticker. The woo-woo works. <laughs> I'm writing
1: that down. All right, we have four minutes left, but I really would love if you shared three action steps that our listeners could take today to just just make their day, their life, their month, just whatever. Yeah. There's something great that they could do. Yeah. Because we like to be able to do things. We like doing things. Yeah, we like taking action. We do stuff. All right, stop taking our four
2: okay. okay. Well, I, again, So so write it down. It's just what I was talking about, you know, with the planner, having your daily activities, like be intentional with your days, be intentional with your time, like make yourself like you are your business. So plan it out, have non-negotiables for each day and write them down and check them off and make sure that you do it and schedule things that, schedule the things that you need to do. I know that we're, you know, going in a million different directions. We're serving, you know, you know, a lot of people in each day, but take care of you. Fill your cup first. You're, if you're not showing up as your best self, you're really not doing the best service for others. Um, move your body. We, like I, I've said it probably a 700 times on this. We are energetic. We are all energy. It's science. We're energetic beings. So I, I don't care if it's 10 minutes of mobility work, if it's taking a lap around your house because that's the best you can do. Go for a walk. Do a workout. Take a yoga class or three. I mean, uh, just three. <laughs> Move, move your body. We get stagnant. Things get stagnant in our body, and you know the energies get stuck. We have to move them. Super important. I like that. Um, last thing that I want to say, which is, which is, um, it's an action, but not as tangible as the others. Never settle. If you feel, if there is this like whisper or this nudge or this inkling that you there's something else you should be doing you are you know not fully in alignment listen to it do it mm-hmm. try things but don't settle it's it's you want to be the best version of yourself you want to live your best life and you get one shot at this so if there's anything that like my illness taught me which was like there was a day that i literally didn't know if i was going to live and now i'm living and so i'm making sure that i'm living and i'm not settling for less than aligning with the best the best person that
0: I am that's supposed to be. Wow! True mic drop there. Right? True mic drop. I thank love you it so, so much.
1: much. This was so awesome.
0: And it's again, it's so cool to put a face. You're not seeing my face, but uh, it's so cool to see uh, to see you and connect with you and have you here. Uh, thank you so much for sharing all of that. Not everybody wants to come on and spill their guts. If <laughs> there's something about Trisha that makes people do it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> thank you. We love You're you. you're a safe space. And thank you so much for allowing me to I hope that this lands with some of your listeners.
0: Yeah. And so with that note, uh, wherever you're listening, please subscribe so you don't miss our fresh episodes. We drop new episodes of Elite Life Podcast every Thursday. We're on YouTube, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher. We're on Apple and Google Podcasts. So wherever you're at, make sure you subscribe. Drop us a five-star review or leave us a love note because you know you love us. And uh, share this on social media. This was a really, really good conversation. I'm super pumped to get this out to the masses. I'm so excited. And we love you. And we'll see you next week. we thank you so much for joining us today on the elite live with trish and kylie be sure to share the episode with a friend so we can continue bringing you more great tips on grit grace and real estate you can also connect with us on instagram facebook we hope the ideas we share continue to help you build an empire and leave a legacy